Hey everybody, welcome back to Highest Aspirations, an education podcast that focuses on topics related to English language learners and how we can make a greater impact. Highest Aspirations is brought to you by Elevation Education, your partner for ELL program management and instruction. My name is Steve Sophronis, and I am proud to be the host of Highest Aspirations. This episode is part of our special Look for the Helper series. Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers Neighborhood offered some relevant advice for navigating difficult times like these. He said, when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. The ELL community is full of helpers, and we are proud to amplify their voices as we face the reality of long-term school closures as a result of the COVID-19 outbreak. We are committed to keeping you informed and inspired with resources to help you support your English learners. We are stronger together. So if you'd like to share your ideas, inspiration, or simply share your voice, our doors are always open. Just go to bit.ly slash ellhelper to learn more. That's bit.ly slash capital E, capital L, capital L, capital H, E-L-P-E-R. You'll find that link in our show notes as well. Valentina Gonzalez, thank you so much for joining us on our Look for the Helper series uh, of Highest Aspirations, your second appearance on the podcast. I'm excited to have you. Thank you, Steve. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So for those listeners who don't know about the work you're doing or maybe didn't listen to the other podcast episode that we did together, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? What's your perspective on this whole uh, challenge that we're dealing with? Yeah, sure. No, um, currently I work as an educational consultant for Sidelitz Education and uh, I've worked in education for over 20 years as a classroom teacher, as an ESL co-teacher, and as an ESL facilitator and professional development specialist. So uh, lots of different things in education, and I love serving all educators and students across the world. Yeah, and I'll just say because you didn't that you also put out some amazing free and wonderful resources for people to look at that we um, sort of at this point kind of rely on for our newsletter <laughs> every week. We seem to put something of yours out there and it's really wonderful to have that. Well, I really appreciate that. I do truly enjoy sharing with people. I think the best thing we can do is share with one another freely as educators. Um, that's something that really helps all of us because when we share with each other, we're just making the world a better place. And I've, I've said that for many years. Um, giving to other educators means that we're providing a better education for all of our students. And when we do that, we're in essence making the world a better place. So that's why I share so much. I'm glad you do. And I agree with everything you said. And I would just add that particularly in times like these, um, and sort of on that topic with what we're dealing with now with long-term school closures that seem to be um, perhaps longer than we might have thought originally, what are, from your perspective, sort of um, working with lots of schools and teachers and doing a lot of writing and, and a lot of work around this, what are some of the challenges that you're seeing emerge, um, you know, in the last couple of weeks or even a couple of days as things evolve? Wow. It we've really been posed with a, a big challenge as educators. And honestly, um, when you approached me to come on this uh, series, I thought to myself, what, why, why should I even, what do I have to share about, you know, being a helper? I, and, and then I talked to Carol Sullivan. And she was like, Valentina, 
you do help. You help so much. There's so much you do. But honestly, like I don't feel like I am. There's so many other people out there, so many teachers that are doing so much right now to help and in situations where they're going out and providing food for families and, you know, really working on the front lines to help students and families. Um, but the challenges that I'm seeing in through my lens is how quickly things are changing, not even on a day-to-day -day basis, but hour to hour, you know, it's moving so fast that it's hard to keep up with what's going on. It's hard for us to pivot so quickly. It, it reminds me of the episode in Friends. I don't know if you ever watched that show back in the day, mm -hmm. uh, the Friends. Guilty, guilty is charged. Ross was helping to move that couch down the stairs or up the stairs. I can't remember which direction he was going, but he kept saying, pivot, pivot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's what it reminds me of. We are constantly these days having to pivot what we're doing with teaching and learning and providing professional development opportunities for educators. And it's just so moving so quickly that that's one of the biggest challenges that I'm facing. And I know educators are also facing it too, because we're having this great learning curve in how do we teach students that aren't sitting in front of us right now? Um, and that's scary. Yeah. And so, you know, we have to be brave, all of us, not just, not, not just teachers, teachers. Yes. Classroom teachers are having to be really brave and step out of comfort zones, but administrators are having to be brave and step out of their comfort zones. And, you know, I have to be brave and step out of my comfort zone. All of us who work in education are having to try new things that we've never tried before. And it's scary to put ourselves out there and it's all trial and error for yeah. many of us, you know, that's definitely true. And I mean, I would add families too. families are also having to be brave. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> sort of a small example of that hidden in a little corner of my house trying to record this with you while four kids are doing work and all my kids have the benefit of they're native english speakers and they don't have to worry about language issues and yeah. and that there's food on the table so yeah i mean i definitely see that yes i agree every single one of us um we're all moving through these changes so quickly we're all having to be brave and with that bravery comes so much vulnerability that you know, we may make a mistake and everybody may see it, especially when we're doing Zoom conferences and Zoom lessons or, you know, podcasts or virtual learning. Um, some of these things are recorded and a lot of us, a lot of educators aren't used to having them recorded or seen by, you know, parents at home. Mm -hmm. We make mistakes and that vulnerability is scary. And so, that that's just a, a challenge that we're facing right now in this field. And we have to work together to get through that and just step out of comfort zones and be free about this, you know, new thing that we are being forced to do <laughs> because the coronavirus has created this, you know, 
new learning environment that we have to provide for our students. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and sort of transitioning into how we're kind of overcoming some of these, these challenges. I know you all, like me, are trying to kind of put um, resources and I guess in my case, just sometimes stories and inspiration out to people. But it's kind of hard to know as things evolve, like what the best thing is to put out how to access the people you want to access on their own time. And I know you all at Sightless Education are doing, you know, some, some your online webinars and you're putting resources out there. Um, what are you finding? Uh, well, first of all, what, what, what kind of information are you putting out there? And are you finding that anything um, is resonating more than other things in terms of what teachers and educators in the field need at this point? Yes, we are putting... A, a lot of free webinars out. Um, we're rolling that out. Um, it'll be coming out pretty soon. In fact, we have one starting tomorrow. Carol Salva and Laura Gardner will be presenting um, a webinar. I believe that's at 1030 in the morning. And I think we have over 800 participants already registered for that. It may already be up to full capacity. I'm registered. Oh, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Laura, yeah. Laura and Carol are both great. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, you can't miss that one. Yeah. And we'll have other guests. Um, Ton is going to be on there with me. Uh, we'll be doing some um, supporting English learners in reading uh, during distance learning and in writing during distance learning. Nancy Motley will be doing um, a webinar. There'll be various topics all related to English learners and distance learning and how to support educators during this, you know, um, this change in how we're serving students. Um, they're very short, which is nice because it's hard to sit through webinars that are lengthy. So these are very short, concise, really high quality webinars um, that are very helpful to our educators during this time of need. Uh, so be looking for those. Uh, we'll have them up on the sidelitseducation.com website. Uh, yeah, those are going to be really great for, for all of our educators. But really, we keep a pulse on, on our educators' needs through social media. We're looking for, you know, what, what are they asking for right now? Um, we also look on, you know, Twitter, obviously all the social media sources, Twitter and Facebook, and, and we're always gauging what are they, what are they needing? What are they asking for? What are they um, looking for? And, and that's kind of where, where we go to, to find out what our educators need right now. Um, but there's so much out there, um, and, and you really want high quality, yeah. because it's kind of like that fire hose. Totally. I was just thinking the same thing. Yep. And it's, it's just, it, it's like, you know, it can be overwhelming. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day, even about how, you know, uh, they were trying to supply their students and their families with lots of links to do different things while they're at home. But if you get like a, you know, a whole bunch of links to a whole bunch of disparate places and it's not organized or streamlined in one place, it can be very, very difficult to follow. Um, yeah. And so you're walking that line between, wanting to help and putting out quality resources and, uh, you know, making sure that they're accessible and that they're not just overwhelming, which is, which is hard to do. Um, 
you know, but, uh, but I certainly appreciate all the, all the stuff that you're putting out. We did mention the, um, the, I think the, the webinar that you mentioned will have already passed by the time we air this podcast episode, but I did mention it in our, in our okay. newsletter. I know there'll probably be a recording as well, but, um, but we'll definitely put the information out in terms of what else you all are doing. So, yeah. so you, you're like in the process of preparing for all of these things. And you're also, I think like me, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I don't put words in your mouth, but in many ways, and I'm not afraid to say it at this point, you know, sort of building the plane as we fly it, um, because we have to do, is there anything that you're like preparing for at this point, knowing that this could be the rest of the school year, and for many of us it already is? You know, what we're really preparing for, because we're, we're looking ahead to make sure that educators have what they need to be successful right now and to be successful in their homes and have professional learning opportunities wherever they are. So meet them where they are, basically, just like we do with our students. We want to meet our students where they are right. um, physically, emotionally, you know, just making sure that they have the tools they need to be successful. And so um, as far as professional learning goes, we want to make sure that they're still having opportunities to learn as professionals, to grow as professionals. Um, and, and like you said, yes, you know, we're creating that right now um, to ensure that if we're not able to meet face to face with educators, we can still meet with them virtually and we can still give them the resources they need to be successful when they go back into the classroom and meet face to face with their students. Yeah. And in some ways, this is a unique opportunity for professional development. I've heard a lot of people say that they, you know, they don't necessarily have more time, but they have more flexibility. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't have to travel to a conference, but then that conference is deciding like, like virtual does or others that we're going to just do it from the comfort of your own home. It really opens up a lot of um, possibilities and opportunities for folks to maybe do some things that they just, you know, that, that they couldn't do based on their schedules before. Yeah. And, and it does open up the opportunity to tailor your professional development a little bit as well, because if you can do it from your home and you have some options, you can really think about your own personal needs and, and look at online professional development that meets your specific needs instead of, you know, just going to the same professional learning opportunity that your whole campus is going to. Right. And now a lot of them are free. Like the, when they're online, it's not like you have to pay or, you know, convince your district to pay for you to fly somewhere or go uh, to an expensive conference. So it's kind of nice. Everybody's in the same, um, in the same boat here. Yeah, it does. It does offer some, there is, there are some pros to, to the at home professional learning. Yeah. Let's talk more about the pros. This is kind of how I want to um, end this conversation, how I'm trying to end all of them. I'm trying to keep these relatively short. I think like like others, you and I could probably talk for four hours about this, but trying to keep them digestible for folks. So um, in terms of silver linings, like what do you hope that six to 12 months from now, and hopefully this whole thing is a distant memory, what do you hope we take from this as teachers, as educators, um, and learn from and maybe continue doing um, in the wake of all this? Um, I think that one thing that I hope that we leave this situation with is feeling empowered that we can do things that we never thought we could do before, that we feel braver and we feel that even when we're given a challenge, we know that we can overcome it 
we persevere and uh, we recognize that the, the grit that we encountered through this experience, we can apply to experiences we have in the future. And also that we look at the circumstances that we had in front of us, whatever it was in our district, whether you know we, we recognize that there was an inequity with technology or with other resources in our district, we reflect on that and we begin to put forth an effort to level the playing field for all of our students and make sure that learning is accessible to everyone. That's beautifully said. I would definitely uh, encourage people to click the 30 seconds back thing a couple times and listen to that again, because that's true. You know, I think what I'll take from that is this, this whole thing is shining a spotlight on a lot of things that are difficult and hard, but it's also shining a spotlight on all the amazing things that schools do and all the opportunities um, that we have. So with that, Valentina, I want to thank you as always for, for joining us and for lending your expertise and your perspective to this important conversation. Um, let's keep in touch and, and thanks for all you do. Yeah, thank you, Steve. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to Highest Aspirations. If you liked our show, please be sure to join the ELL community at elevationeducation.com slash ELL community, where you'll find all the episodes of Highest Aspirations and other resources to help educators maximize the impact on their English language learners. Also, let us know how we're doing by writing a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts.